When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, fight fans, to another episode of BTR Boxing Podcast with myself, your host, Sean Basto. And today, it's Ones to Watch, episode number seven of series two. We're getting so close to the end of series two, guys. Where has the time gone? And today, we've got Angelo Dragoni, 5-0 and prospect, Welsh fighter, recently just picked up his fifth professional win and has many fights. And he's looking to move on to bigger and better things as 2019 progresses. We're going to be talking to him about his journey into boxing, where it all began, when he first stepped in the gym, for the first time, when he became a professional and what his career's been like to date. We'll also be talking about his ambitions, life outside of the ring and the support he's having from the local town and local support from all the people that are buying tickets from him as well. But before we get into it, please go and check us out on social media. We're at BTR Boxing Pod on Twitter and BTR Boxing Podcast on Facebook. Go and check out the feeds for the latest episodes of BTR Boxing Podcast. And if you use podcasting apps, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Podbean, Stitcher, Spreaker, Player FM, we're even on Spotify. Go and follow the feed, subscribe to it, leave us a rating, leave us a review. Truly helps us being an independent podcast. The support and the love we get is really appreciated by us all here at BTR Boxing Podcast. So here we go then, guys. This is Episode 7, Series 2 of Once to Watch with Angelo Dragon. So I'm delighted to welcome Angelo Dragoni onto Wants to Watch Episode 7 of Season 2. Angelo, how are you doing? How's it going, mate? Yeah, very good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good. Thank you for coming on Wants to Watch Series 2. It's really great to finally get to actually chat to you and talk about you and your career and your journey through boxing. And as the people know that listen to this series, they know it's all about finding out a little bit more uh, about the up-and-coming prospects all across the UK. So you're currently 5-0 and as a professional, just turned 5-0. and You recently won last weekend. But we're going to start from the beginning, Angelo. We're going to start yeah. from where your journey began. And, and I want to find out from yourself, what was it that got you into boxing? Well, I started boxing about probably coming up to 14 years ago now. Uh, I was a bit of a naughty boy uh, uh, fighting and um, doing things I shouldn't be doing. And uh, so... I uh, joined the boxing gym with my, uh, my uncle and my cousins who used to box as well. So uh, it's a bit of a family thing as well. Like So I got involved just to uh, go on the straight and narrow kind of thing. They would get fit and just you know, have a bit of focus. So I just went up to hit the, hit the bag and went from there, really. And um, yeah, I just enjoyed the training. And um, amateur coach asked me if we were interested in fighting. So I did my first uh, few fights with them. And I actually lost like uh, my first three fights, like, and um, I was scratching my head, thinking, oh, I'm not sure if this is for me, like, so, but um, I had a little break then, and uh, 
I went back again and uh, went on a bit of a winning streak and it just continued from there, really, to be honest. Yeah, so that's how we all started, really. My, uh, my cousin was a uh, three times Welsh champion, Luca Giovanni, and my uncle was uh, one of the boxing trainers as well, like, so it was uh, easy to bounce off them as well, and you know what I mean? So going back to when you were talking about when it all started, you was being a little bit of a naughty boy. I'm, I'm yeah. assuming, I'm assuming, <laughs> I'm assuming by that there's obviously a lot of people, especially in this sort of day and age, there's more temptations to do more naughty things, and there's not enough things out there for people to get involved in. And obviously, boxing is one of the biggest things that a lot of people use to focus and channel their yeah, sort of say, say yeah. neg- negative energies and turn it into a positive energy. Was that the case with you? Yes. Yeah, 100% and uh, you know now I've started up um, a little boxing business myself like so obviously I do uh, a bit of coaching and like uh, personal training and you see so many people you know coming into touch uh, into touch with me to kind of change their lives around from the way I started you know and um, just like me- you know, mental health you know obesity just being healthy in general like and you know it's, it's changing people boxing is on the up massively and you know it's, uh, I got Clients from five years old as a kid, uh, kids classes to uh, I, I had a gentleman come up to me in the gym who's seventy one years old. So it doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are, you can start boxing. Like you know, so it's uh, it's, it's, it's on the rise massively. Like, do you remember what it was like the first time you stepped into the gym? What the thoughts and feelings were? Yeah, because uh, the pe- if um, any of my uh, old amateur um, uh, boxers are listening. Um, the Premier ABC gym is a bit of like a rundown building. So when I walked in there, I was like, oh my God, this is uh, quite uh, nerve-wracking. Like, there's a rusty gate going through there. Uh, and uh, there's an old stone uh, little church house. And it's just, uh, you, you could like, uh, when you're breathing, it's like uh, foggy. Like, <laughs> yeah, proper old school gym. Like, but obviously after the first one, then you got comfortable and found the bearings and stuff. And it's a great gym. Uh, Stephen Brophy spent with the main coach that is just... He's like a father to me. Like, he's brilliant. He's uh, he's great with the, the kids and all the boxes in the gym. And he's got so much respect and love in Swansea. It's, uh, it's amazing. Like he's a great look. And um, yeah, he's, he's still giving up his time today. Like you know. So you're talking about when you you started training there. You started getting involved in the sparring side of things. Then you decided, speaking to the amateur coach, you wanted to turn amateur. You talked about, obviously, getting involved in the first few fights and, and obviously losing as well. And you talked about, potentially, at that point, you're thinking, oh, maybe this is not for me. What was it that turned your mind around? I don't know. I, I, just, I just boxing has always been in my uh, in my blood, I guess. Like, I just love to have a bit of a tear-up and, and, and a bit of a, like a, a bit of a goal, like kind of thing. And... Um, I just thought that I definitely got something to go here yeah, because I was enjoying the training and stuff. So and that's my attitude, you know, never to give up. And, um, you know, I always give 100% and stuff, like, do you know what I mean? So I um, just kept going. And um, through um, where, where I am today now, obviously turned professional and 5 and all, So it's a good job we did keep going, isn't it? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Did you did you achieve anything yeah. of no when you was when you was an amateur? Did you, did you get involved in any regional national no, finals? Like a no, nothing really. I, um, like I said, there wasn't the, like the prettiest boxers. I used to squint and have a good tear up and uh, make hard work of uh, my opponent and stuff. But um, I think I had a record of fourteen wins and twelve losses, so it wasn't a pretty record, but. I always give 100% and I always in, was in a good fight, you know, so I wasn't like, um, 
how can I say, like an elite amateur, but I was a good uh, kind of club boy kind of thing, do you know what I mean? So I was always in an exciting fight. And that's why I thought um, turning professional would probably suit my style kind of thing and you know, it was proven. So you made the transition to professional now. You are professional and you've had five yeah. fights so far. When you made that professional debut, what was the, the thoughts and feelings like then, knowing you was transitioning over and knowing you was going to be fighting in there for the first time as a professional? Yeah, obviously, uh, I was re- re- uh, massively nervous going into my pro debut. Like, and um, I shown in the fight as well, like, because... Uh, you know, I was wasting a lot of energy and uh, wasn't being in control and stuff like that. Like, so it was, uh, did affect my performance kind of, but, you know, I, I pulled through and uh, got the win. And then got the win was most important. Uh, but I learned a lot, uh, learned a lot then since then, since my debut. Obviously, uh, to be in the control and uh, not to waste shots, pick my shots better. And, like, becoming a better boxer as a, um, as a professional and thinking more and, you know, working on the, my weaknesses and, you know, backing the arm, which is, I suppose, I was just, uh, you know, just going for the kill all the time, which is um, not always the case sometimes. Obviously, you can't rely on power and stuff like that. You need to, uh, you know, think you know, at, at the right times to throw shots kind of thing, do you know what I mean? Yeah, so you turned pro. It was last year. It was August last year. You had two fights last year. You've had three fights this year to date, so you, you've been quite active so far this year. And yeah. obviously, you've had guys that have fought on the road quite a bit. You've got the experience behind you now, and you got the, the the win just last weekend. You picked up a good win, a points win, and now there's talk of you moving on and moving up in your career. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I feel like I've uh, stepped up uh, every fight really. My manager Richie Garner's, uh, you know, picked my fights uh, wisely, but he's been picking me the right fights, like uh, the right time kind of thing. Uh, I think in my third fight, they fought the guy Reece Saunders, um, and a lot of people backed me to lose um, because I thought there was a bit of a step too far too soon because uh, he's a former British Masters champion and um, he's um, you know a dangerous guy. He could bang a bit, and um, uh, I went in there with uh, a lot of pressure for that fight. But I felt that was the turning point in my career. Uh, when every uh, every every round, and it was a great, probably one of my best performances to date. Um, so I'm moving on then I've fought on the MTK show after that in Cardiff I picked up a good win there against um, a Nicaraguan um, and then last weekend then I well, obviously I had a late change of opponent um, a guy from Greece he was uh, making his pro debut and didn't have any uh, footage on him or he didn't have any um, information really so he was going in a bit blind so that was a uh, going into the unknown kind of thing, and I dealt with them uh, comfortable, really, so um, I felt like I stepped up, um, stepped up the, gone through the gears as I've uh, progressed in my career, and uh, uh, after the fight, and they announced um, myself and Christian Tuzi fighting for the Welsh title in September, so um, that's uh, the next on the on the cards for me like so that's a really really good fight for you both at this stage of your careers and you're taking the fight quite early on and i've got to applaud both yourself and christian for doing that because some fight some fighters may be more happier to to sit there for another five or six fights and take on journeymen and take on the road warriors and try to get more experience but you and christian have made that decision between you and your two management teams to to go at it for the welsh title but obviously it's quite prestigious in wales so it's really important at this stage of your career to, to probably be involved in a fight like that yeah 100% you know because um, we live um, 
pretty close to each other, within like 15, 20 miles. Um, you just hold them in Carmarthen, Slanesley area, so it's uh, not too far away. So it's got that little local derby feel to it, and it's been talked about for the last nine months now. And it's, um, uh, yes, uh, everyone's talking about it, every podcast is talking about it, and where's every... You know, every uh, it's all across social media. It's it was, it's having a big following, and people are excited to see the fight. He's unbeaten, I'm unbeaten, and um, you know, it's got uh, it's got the ingredients to be a, a great fight. So I'm looking forward to uh, uh, getting that date on the board and um, uh, announcing it. Yeah, definitely a huge fight for both of you. Like I said, it's yeah. not there's not a lot of fighters out there, and and this is no disrespect to anybody by any means, but there's some, there is some fighters out there that will take 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 fights without making that step up to a level where they're fighting unbeaten fighters. Yeah. And obviously, both yourself and Christian are taking the opportunity while it's there to fight for, for the yeah, world's title. Yeah, the world's title uh, would mean the world to me. Like, it'd be like a world title for me. Like, it's, um, you know, it's, it's everything's on the line and I'll... Uh, I give an 110% to win that uh, belt, and I'm sure you will. So, yeah, so it's got the ingredients to be a great fight, and we're looking forward to it. So, is that how you're treating your career in terms of taking things a step at a time? You wanna, you wanna move up through the levels. You, you're not looking past any opponent. You want to work on professional title after professional title. Yeah, hundred percent. Like I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't really believe in these uh, prospects. Say like, oh, I'm gonna win that world title and. Uh, I'm going to be the undefeated king of the world and all that. I just uh, take one fight at a time and just, uh, you know, I, like I set myself goals through the year. So this year, my goal was to win a best title and defend it in my hometown. So, you know, I'm not a million miles away from doing that. And obviously, next year, then, obviously, this, uh, this year uh, goes my way. I can make the next uh, step towards British title, maybe, and, um, you know, push on that way uh, rather. Speaking small uh, targets rather than uh, jumping the guns. So, moving on from your boxing career to date, let's talk a little bit about yourself and what you're doing outside of the ring. You talked a little bit earlier about being involved in personal training, boxing coaching, and is that something now that you see as a secondary career to support your boxing career? Yeah, definitely. Um, well, my morning job was a, a, a milkman. My, uh, I got a family business, my father's business. Um, so that's what I've done all my life, really, has been a milkman. Um, only recently, the last year, I've done, gone into like, personal training, but like boxing personal training. So um, I've uh, found a love for that now as well. But um, last week, I announced that um, I've gone full-time boxing now. So I've had to uh, say goodbye to the milkman for a bit. So, yeah, so being in the gym, uh, in the boxing gym, uh, on a day-to-day basis, obviously fits on my boxing career because it gives me a lot uh, more time to train. Obviously, uh, being a milkman is uh, getting up up in the morning, so I'm sleeping more, I'm resting more, and uh, just living, living the life uh, as a professional, so it's fit, fit and perfect, really. Did you find any of that to be any sort of distraction to you before you decided to go full-time boxing? Yeah, it's hard, um, you know, obviously getting up early hours in the morning for the milk run and uh, going straight for a morning run after work and then boxing, boxing in, the, in the evening. And obviously I've got two kids, uh, my daughter Olivia and my son Zane. Uh, so it's hard to juggle everything around really. So now it's giving me time now to uh, obviously see my kids more, get my training done and uh, obviously do, uh, do, doing the job I love. So I'm um, currently working in the 
uh, Robert Davis Gym Schlesley and I'm getting good support there now as well uh, for my boxing and uh, yeah it's, it's really so overwhelming. I just want to take a little pause of this episode just to let you know about our sponsors for the podcast. As you know, it's Bear Attack Boxing, producing high quality boxing gloves and boxing equipment to suit all your needs. The latest product they've got on the market is the Pluto Glove, which is handcrafted for the fighter inside of you. These gloves not only protect your hands to land the perfect punches, but they allow you to move easily around the ring, creating the angles you need. This is the perfect fight club, and it's only £49. So go and check them out on social media. They're on all platforms at Bear Attack Boxing. You can find their website at www.bearattackboxing.co.uk. Go and check out everything that they do. They produce some high-quality boxing equipment. You've heard me week in, week out talk about the equipment, about the Master One Focus Pads, about the Pluto Glove. You've seen it all. You've heard it all. Now go and check them out. Follow them on social media, Bear Attack Boxing. And again, it's www.bearattackboxing.co. UK. So, just moving on from there, something I noticed on social media was a, a big screenshot of all your sponsors uh, on one page, and you in the middle, raised arms up, and you look like you've got a lot of support now from companies that are looking to back you as a fighter. How much has that made a difference on the way you're able to focus and concentrate on your boxing career? Oh, it's, uh, it's absolutely huge. Like, um, you know, people don't realise, like, Professional boxing is, and people think of professional fighters are just uh, made the money. Like, but just you know, starting off is really hard. Like, because obviously you know, I'm living in uh, Slashley now, but I was living in Carmarthen, so I used to travel up to Swansea, Cardiff, um, Newport, and times for sparring. And obviously, every time you put petrol in the car, it's you know, 30, 40 quid. Um, obviously, to have a good strength and conditioning coach, um, you know, you diet to eat healthy, um, and uh, obviously you yearly uh, brain scans and medicals is cost about 600 pound a year. You know, it's uh, to find that out your own pocket is tough. So. Um, to have sponsors on board to uh, cover these costs is uh, obviously uh, massive. So I, I, I wouldn't be able to be uh, fighting if it wasn't for them. So I can't thank uh, each and every one uh, who sponsored uh, new and old. Like, cause it's been a massive help throughout my uh, professional career so far. Like. And it's really good that you've got that support because, as you was rightly pointing out, for people that just casually watch boxing, they don't appreciate the fact that as fighters at this early on in your career, you have to go out there and graft in certain ways yeah. to be able to not only yeah. sell, sell tickets, but you've got to promote yourself on social media and you've got to make yeah. sure you get as, enough tickets out to cover the cost of the opponents that you're getting in. So it's it's a very difficult thing to, to be able to balance and some people it yeah. doesn't, always, people, doesn't work uh, out for them. The armchair uh, pundits and then you know, people who just watch uh, boxing on the telly, like they just don't see the ins and outs of boxing. Like you know, I was dropping tickets off um, the morning of my fight um, uh, last Saturday, like, and I was running around every. Obviously, you know you haven't even weighed in for your fight yet. Like, and you can imagine, obviously you're hungry and starving. You're dropping tickets off, concentrated on the fight. Like, you don't see all that. Like, you know what I mean? It's, um, you know, people are quick enough to judge sometimes, and they don't realise what fighters go through. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a very difficult game, and I, I, like I've said, and like you've you've totally hundred percent going through at the moment. It's it's difficult to kind of juggle everything, and obviously you've got the support of the sponsors to really help you with with, with what you've got at the moment. So. Yeah. 
other than obviously what you're doing, personal training, and you've you've moved away from being a milkman in the family business uh, to focusing more on your boxing career. What else do you get up to? What what's what is the life of a professional fighter like? Just uh, basically uh, li- live in the gym. To be honest, like I haven't got um, much of a like a source of life really. Uh, obviously, when I'm in fight camp, I'm always training. You know, I don't I don't go very very rarely go out. I obviously, go out after my fight and enjoy myself with my friends and stuff. But more I'm just in the gym daily and um, you know if I'm not on the gym I'm running on the road um, obviously I've got two kids to keep me busy as well I enjoy spending time with them so um, yeah that's that's my uh, that's my fun it's just with my kids and enjoying with them taking them places um, yeah just uh, provi- providing the best I can for my for, for my two children is, uh, that's my um, that's my uh, my, my main um, my main fun really <laughs> so growing up then living in Wales there's obviously been some fantastic fighters that have come out of Wales was there anyone in particular yeah. as a fighter that you really looked up to and, and sort of idolised in boxing um, my favourite boxer of all time is um, Ricky Arthur because I loved his uh, style and his uh, aggression and um, just uh, his because uh, he's down to earth and like like when the lads like but if you're going on wheels then you probably uh, I, used to, I used to love watching Joe Calzaghe like because he's a massive fall falling and he's Italian like me as well so um, yeah he obviously he was uh, you know it was amazing watching him going over to America beating Bernard Hopkins and um, you know uh, Jeff Lacey and uh, those type of people like and um, yeah he brought some uh, big big uh, shows to Wales and then stadium fighting Kessler um, yeah so he used to grow up watching all them and is is uh, awesome like so looking forward looking at sort of things for the future and 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 well. Dreams, so to speak. If you was to box anywhere in the world in the in the future, where would it be? Where would you want to box? Oh, my dream is always to uh, well, my dream place to go. Just uh, traveling like as uh, Las Vegas. So um, I've always said, oh, I'd love to go watch a uh, big fight in Vegas. Or uh, if I was to pick a venue to fight, I'd probably uh, I'd love to fight in Vegas in the MGM. Like I'll be a uh, my, uh, my dream but um, I have to stick to boxing in Swansea for a minute <laughs> <laughs> hey the dream the dreams the dream starts somewhere a lot of fighters who went on to become yeah. amazing fighters started out in exactly the same position and, and this is what this uh, this series and these episodes are all about is to get people like yourself yeah. Angelo on, on, on the yeah. map and to, to, for people to appreciate there's a lot of great fighters out there that are really yeah. trying to push through the barriers to get to that next level and, and what I've enjoyed about hearing your stories is I've enjoyed the fact that you, you you've been willing to to, to, to to basically like you said to tear it up when you've been in there you've been willing to engage you've been willing to take fights like you've got coming up this year you're willing to take a fight at such an early stage of your career and you're willing to take that risk to to be able yeah. to push yourself on in your career and because you started quite late as a professional didn't you you're 29 now so you've been boxing uh, just just over a year now yeah it's uh, I started boxing as about 18 so it was quite late really uh in the amateurs um, so I, I just went straight into the seniors you know a lot of people fight uh, star boxing they're like 10, 11 years old so I have all that schoolboy and um, you know youth system and all that and then they go senior then they go pro but uh, yeah I started uh, straight into the seniors started when I was about 18 and um, yeah went on from there have you got any favourite fighters that you like watching in today's generation of boxers? Obviously, like, uh, I used to, used to like watching, like, David A, Tony Bellew. Obviously, I'm, I'm a fan of Anthony Joshua. Obviously, uh, Joe Cadena, he's one of our probably favourite boxers right now on the wheels as well. 
He's um, he's definitely a future world champion. He's uh, just his style and his uh, slickness. He's, he's just got everything, really. Uh, he's obviously uh, a brilliant fighter. And I remember watching him in the amateurs. Um, well, it must have been about six, seven years ago. Now in one of the Welsh finals, and he just uh, stood out a mile, like how 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 good, how good he was then. Like see him, how far he's uh, achieved now. Like I think he's had like nine fights, and he's like British champion, Commonwealth champion, like WBA intercontinental champion. I think he is so. Uh, uh, to see him do that in nine fights is uh, incredible, really. So, uh, yeah, he's probably one to watch. That was uh, Joe Cardina. Yeah, Joe Cardina. He's obviously had that elevation to the matchroom platform because of his yeah. obviously amateur pedigree, and 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 not as not as many people are as fortunate to be in that position. And no. obviously, you know, people like yourself who are, who are here grafting, grinding to try and get to that level, uh, are telling your yeah. story as well. And you're telling your story, and you're telling people that are listening to the episode. Like what it really is like to be a professional boxer who doesn't have that sort of backing and platform, and how, yeah. how difficult it is to juggle everything. So it's been it's been an enjoyable experience to be able to understand from your perspective what it's been like and and, and what your plans are for the future and where you want to go. And uh, just before we we come to a head, is there any any particular support sponsorships guys that you want to give a shout out to? Yeah, so just want to say a massive thank you to uh, all my sponsors. I'd also like a massive thank thank you to my family and friends who support me. You know, everyone who buys the ticket, everyone in the Robert Davis Fitness Gym, all uh, start my uh, my start uh, the, the staff I work with, um, and just all the members just being really supportive. Um, you know, if, uh, you know, uh, a lot of people spend a lot of uh, hard earned money. Uh, buying tickets to watch me and um, I just can't thank him enough it's overwhelming really and um, and uh, all I can do is uh, keep winning and uh, bring that Welsh title home in September and um, you know, repay him with uh, a Welsh title That's, um, and just keep climbing the ladder so I uh, just thank everybody who's been involved in my professional career so far um, keep supporting and um, I'm sure well, I'll, um, I'll win that Welsh title in September and uh, we can all have a big party <laughs> <laughs> So, anybody that wants to follow your journey and check you out and check out your career, on social media, where can they find you? So, if you, uh, you can uh, add me on Facebook, uh, Angelo Dragoni. I'm on Instagram, um, Dragoni Angelo Boxing. And I'm also on Twitter, I think it's uh, Dragoni07. Yes, basically on all uh, social media networks. Um, also got a www.stallionboxing.com um, so if you want to look at and look up any information um, yeah so thank you for uh, your time as well and um, obviously uh, coming on these podcasts and shows is a great exposure for me so um, thank you so much for thinking of me thanks to Angelo for coming on this episode of Ones to Watch really enjoyed hearing his story about how he started out in boxing going from that naughty kid off the streets into a professional fighter who's now five fights in and looking to progress on for a Welsh title in September really great to hear his story about what he does outside of the ring the fact that he was in the family business of being a milkman and now he's moved into full time training alongside some PTing and some boxing coaching as well it's really good to hear that he's been able to forge himself a little bit of a career aside from his professional boxing to support it as well and obviously big thanks to the sponsors you know you guys know who you are you're supporting his professional journey every fighter really needs this support so if anybody's listening to the episode that has a business in the wales area in the Kamarnam area i hope i pronounced that right please get in contact with angelo because i'm sure he'll really appreciate the support he's got a massive fight coming up in 
September. If it all gets signed, sealed and delivered, it's a huge fire for the local area. So any local businesses that listen to this episode, get in touch with Endo on his social media handles and look at giving him some type of sponsorship. So guys, it's been really enjoyable as always on this episode of Ones to Watch with Angelo Dragone. Please go and check us out on social media at BTR Boxing Pod and BTR Boxing Podcast on Facebook as well. Also, subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcast, Podbean, Stitcher, Spreaker, Player FM, Spotify. We're everywhere. Go and find us. Subscribe on your preferred platform. Listen to all the latest episodes, the legendary nights, the Ones to Watch series. Find us, subscribe, rate and review. It's really appreciated. Thanks for listening, guys. See you next time. Podcast Network.